Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey, everybody. Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO, and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played Chuck Bass. Is this Michelle Trachtenberg? I'll never tell. Hey, I'm Taylor Momsen, and I played Jenny Humphrey. Hi, I'm Sebastian Stan, and I played Carter Payson. That was one of the reasons I liked the character Jenny so much, is that she was very relatable. The whole thing was such a joy for me to do, and I was just so thankful that people responded the way they did to what we were doing. This really was just, like, wonderful. I, like, have, like, warm feelings inside. Yeah, me too. I'm giving you air hugs. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're talking about the latest in the Kim and Kanye divorce. Women are wasting their time waiting for bathrooms. And Nora Dominic is back to talk all about Loki and why we're all obsessed. It's June 11th, 2021. Hi, friends. I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So just like the rest of the world, we're starting our day talking about the Kardashians. As you probably heard, the final episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians aired Thursday night after 14 years and 20 seasons. And a lot unfolded, but the scene where Kim Kardashian discussed her marriage to Kanye West still has everyone talking. During a conversation with her mom, Kris Jenner, Kim revealed that she's been going to therapy to, quote, work on herself. She also talked about growing tired of all the, quote, extravagance in her life and how hard it was having no one to share it with. As BuzzFeed's own Ellie Woodward noted in her piece about this, the scene looks to have been shot like a month before Kardashian filed for divorce, judging by her glam and her outfit. Kim also said that turning 40 led her to realize she wanted to be happy the majority of the time. Usually reluctant to share too many details of her split from Kanye, Kardashian went on to say that West quote, state hopping made her lonely. She said, quote, I used to think that living apart was when we were getting along the best. But to me, that's sad and that's not what I want. I want someone where we have the same TV shows in common. I want someone that wants to work out with me. 
You know, I mean, it, it is true what you said. We don't usually get honest moments from the Kardashians. Right. We don't. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's an extremely well mapped out machine that like they've like figured out what they want to say and do and they, how they want to be perceived. And, you know, I mean, maybe this isn't her being honest, but I feel like it is. No, I agree. It felt uniquely vulnerable for them. Like they do tend to curate like how they're going to be vulnerable on camera, but this felt raw and real. And look, I mean, it's the season. I mean, the series finale, they're going to put it all out there, you know, but by the way, pour one out for the end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That's the real end of an era right there. That is an end of an era. And it also, like, <laughs> I was thinking when you're like 14 years and 20 seasons, I'm like, how do their seasons work? They're just uh, going yeah. all the time. <laughs> well, you know how Kris Jenner books it. It was yeah, season, season, exactly, season, season. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I am sad about the show ending. Did I watch every single episode? No. But could you describe a better show to like fold laundry or clean your apartment to? No. Her- Perfect way to describe that show. My God, I totally understand what you're saying. (laughs) And it really like fulfilled that place in my life for so many years. I mean, I've been watching it since I was in high school. So I do sort of feel this loss now that it's over, which I didn't necessarily expect to feel, but I do. (laughs) Okay. As you said, pour one out for the Kardashians. Yes. Okay. So moving on to something that I am like so interested in. Studies say women spend 34 times longer waiting for public restrooms than men. And that's because men have nearly 10 times more toilets than women too. However, according to a piece in The Guardian this week, two designers have come up with a solution, the Pequel. <laughs> and, I know, we'll, we'll talk about that name later. <laughs> Amber Probin and Hazel McShane, recent University of Bristol graduates, have invented a new, quote, wedge design concept, which means six people can use it at once. Uh, okay, having trouble picturing it in a big circle, still having trouble. <laughs> and in some configurations, it can hold as many as eight people. The pair hopes it'll cut down on wait times. And, you know, I'm excited. They already have a prototype and I will try it out. <laughs> Okay, so, and it is confusing when they say, like, six to eight people at the same time. But just to be clear, you can't see each other. Right, exactly. How I'm imagining it is, like, in Trivia Pursuit, when they have the wedges that are all together like that. You know what I'm talking about? Like, orange slices kind of situation. That's basically what it is. I looked at it. It's a picture. It's like a pizza. And Uh, in in each slice is a stall, but the toilets are at the tip. And then then you walk in through the crust end of the pizza, okay? Thank you for breaking that down for us. I don't know. Yeah, no I, I, I've definitely been in situations where it's like it, it, there is this one like bar I'm thinking of that ha- in the women's restroom. It's one stall. And then the men has like one stall, but then five urinals. And so right. they're just going in and out. And the women are just waiting in this gigantic line. Yeah. No, I think it's a very clever idea. You know, the name Pequel maybe it should be workshopped. Um, but I, I can't even believe that men have 10 times more toilets than women. I mean, yes, maybe urinals account for some of that. But I also feel like just uh, the fact that uh, a lot of these places are probably designed by men might also account for some of that discrepancy, too. You know, I know I just you know, I'm just I have like some instances where there's a lot of, um, you know, people who use women's restrooms that are like, they're like, uh, no, I need to go use the men's because this line is too long and no one's in this line. And sometimes people are like so great about it. And then other times you have like a jackass who's like, oh, so then can I just use the women's restroom whenever? And I'm like, I mean, I oh guess if God. you want to, but that's not the point. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, luckily, the prequel is here to save <laughs> the day. Just change the name, please. Well, moving on. Ever since his first appearance in 2011's Thor, the Marvel Cinematic Universe immediately became captivated with Loki. 
now with a Disney Plus series of his own, it's clear that audiences still can't get enough. But what is it about the god of mischief that has us all obsessed? I think it's fair to say BuzzFeed's Nora Dominic has quite a few thoughts about this. She's back to talk Easter eggs, Tom Hiddleston, and why we can't get Loki off our minds. Hi, Nora. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay, so, you know, you've had a couple of days to process. How are you feeling about the first episode? Have you stopped screaming about it yet? There's, you know, I've calmed down a little. Um, there was a lot of yelling, some like aunt lying on the floor. It was really cathartic. Dare I say my favorite first episode of a Marvel TV show so far. Wow. Bold statement, but you know, there's been, it's been several days and I feel confident about that. Wow, I love that. So what is it about this character in this series? In your opinion, why is it so insanely popular in the Marvel Universe? I think one is people, kind of like Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, people have just loved Tom Hiddleston in this role for so many years since the first Thor came out. And so it's been really great that these characters, and in particular Loki, are getting their own show to really, you know, showcase everything they can do. Um, and he's just been such a beloved character for so long, and he has so many fans. I think people are just excited to see him in any capacity. I also think that there's probably just, like, such a level of, like, when you have a lovable villain, come on. The lovable villains are my favorite genre of character um they're my favorite so yeah i just like i love that you were able to explore and really dig deeper into him and he's like such a morally gray character i'm like obsessed with it already follow me on this all of a sudden i, I just realized i love him the way i love cats and yes. it's because cats are gonna do something shitty to you but you still love them because you're they're gonna cats love them good anyway. for them good for I always think of the Loki and Thor scene in Ragnarok, the get help. Like that's yes. like the perfect, that's the perfect example of like Loki's going to turn his back on you, but we're going to have a lot of fun while we do it. Yes, exactly. Okay. So Loki really is one of those shows for fans. And one of the best examples of this is all the attention to detail and all of the Easter eggs. You've already found a ton of them, Nora. What are some of your favorites? Um, I think, well, one of my favorites that was in a trailer was like, we've officially put Loki as gender fluid, yes. which is like yes. super exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was actually in this episode as well when he gets his file, which was really great. There were a lot of WandaVision hints, which like Ooh. made my little heart sore. Like they mentioned Nexus, which was the commercial for WandaVision episode yeah. seven. Um, so that was huge. Um, they said multiverse and madness in the same sentence. So I like, cried um, <laughs> I was like oh god Doctor Strange 2 it's all happening so those are some big ones um, there were some nice nods to like Iron Man and what was really great about this one as opposed to WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier is they really had to um, showcase all the older like clips from older movies so we got a nice like recap of what happened to him in Endgame and he got to see his life up until Infinity War so those were really great to see those moments as well okay well there's a lot more we want to get into we'll be right back to talk all things Loki with BuzzFeed's Nora Dominic Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. 
it's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. From Cavalry Audio comes the new true crime podcast, The Shadow Girls. I always wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody. And he started laughing. Prosecutors described him as a serial killer savant, picking up these girls, getting them in a position of vulnerability. When he got a hold of their neck, that was it. I'm Carolyn Osorio, a journalist and lifelong resident of the Pacific Northwest. I grew up near the banks of the Green River and in the shadow of the killer that bears its name. How many times did you bring the camera to One the river? time. Just one time. one time. He started fantasizing about having sex with his mother. Then he fantasized about killing her. But this podcast isn't only about tracking down the killer. It's about the victims. We stayed in the woods. He always liked to go to the woods. She was just, to all of us, kind of strange. Do you know how he feels about prostitutes? Listen to The Shadow Girls on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Nora Dominic about the new Disney Plus series, Loki. So this week, as we talked about on the podcast yesterday, as a matter of fact, the show's director, Kate Heron, confirmed what many fans knew all along, that Loki is gender fluid. So what are your thoughts on the significance of this statement? It's huge. And it's one of the biggest, I think, LGBTQ things the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done, even if it was just, you know, on a piece of paper in the episode. We haven't really had a lot of, you know, concrete queer representation in the MCU. So this is really, it's huge for them. And it's something that his comic book character is gender fluid, like Odin calls him my son and my daughter in some comic books. Um, so it, I think it's super important that they brought this aspect of him to the MCU as well. Do you see this having a broader impact on the overall MCU and the entertainment landscape in general? Yeah, I definitely think so. There's been Marvel characters we've been introduced to and that we're going to be introduced to that are canonically queer in the comics. Um, so I think this is like one step towards us getting absolutely more in that. And I think it's like a big step for superhero movies as well. The DC TV shows have done a kind of a better job at it. Like we've had Alex Danvers and Supergirl and Nia Nall in Supergirl, and they've just been kind of more inclusive in that way. So this is Marvel's really first step, which I think is great. No, it has been so great to see that inclusivity. And how do you see this continuing to evolve? You know, like ideally, what would you like to see more of down the road? Yeah, well, I think the biggest one that I think Tessa Thompson has hinted at quite a lot. <laughs> yes, yes. Is, um, she wants Valkyrie to have a queen. So I think she's really championing it. And Brie Larson has talked about it as well, really championing that kind of representation in the movies. Like I said, we've got some Valkyrie we've already been introduced to, and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll see more of that. But then also um, Wiccan, who's actually Billy Maximoff, uh, Wanda oh. and Vision's son, one of the twins, he's gay, and he's one of the biggest 
gay characters in the comics. So hopefully they continue that as well. And then we're being introduced to America Chavez, Miss America in Doctor Strange 2. And she's out and proud lesbian, Latina American. And so that's really important as well. So they're starting to drop the hints. It's hopefully we get the comic book representation in the movies too. Mm, That's amazing. Yeah, it's going to be great. Okay, well, I could talk about uh, the alphabet mafia as the term that Casey taught me, LGBTQ characters in the (laughs) Marvel Universe forever. But I do want to look ahead. So, like, what do we have to look forward to in the rest of this season of Loki? Yeah, so it's going to be huge. Basically, at the end of episode one, we find out that the... TVA, the Time Variance Authority, where Loki's been brought, they need his help tracking another variant, another Loki variant. So basically, we're going to have a really fun time travel show, it looks like, with Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. And it's kind of the dream, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's everything I wanted and somehow more. Um, So that's kind of where we're headed um, going into the season. And Loki's really going to tie to Doctor Strange 2. And it's going to lay a lot of the groundwork, kind of like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier did. So there's going to be definitely a lot of Easter eggs to look forward to, especially because the writer of Loki wrote Doctor Strange 2. So it's a, yeah, so it's like there's a direct link happening already. So I think it's definitely something to keep your eyes out for. um, And it's going to be so fun. Nora, if I've learned anything from this, you need to make Steven and I some sort of like whiteboard chart to really. Yes. <laughs> I always think of the, the always sunny meme. Yes, yes exactly. Charting exactly. out the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yes. That's like me anytime anything Marvel draws. I'm like, okay, how are we connecting this all? And then everybody just has to listen to my rambling. It's fine. And we love it. But seriously, thank Nora, you. thank you so much for joining us again today. Thanks so much for having me, guys. That's it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, there's no longer a need to keep up with the Kardashians. Ooh, dark. <laughs> BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bauza, Joshua Burnley, Tanya Bustos, Julia Karen, and Erica Nedanin. Special thanks to Samantha Hennig and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. We just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangster Chronicles podcast on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. You can watch the NFL playoffs like a fan, or you can prep like a scout if you listen to the award-winning Move the Sticks podcast. The show is hosted by me, Daniel Jeremiah, and my partner, Bucky Brooks. The two of us are bringing the knowledge from a career as NFL talent scouts to the podcast world so fans can watch and understand the nuances of the game like never before. 
We'll break down film from the professional and college game to get you ready for the Super Bowl, the draft, and kickoff next fall. Subscribe now and listen to the Move the Sticks podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.